Kiddushina daf ayin vav the last thing we're discussing was that Rabbi Yehuda held that a kuti should not marry a kutit, and we're trying to understand why. Rav Yosef explained because they made this kuti like a ger after ten generations, where people might, uh, where a ger is not allowed to marry mamzeret. People might think a regular Jew is marrying mamzeret. The Gemara pushed that away, and Rav Dimi explained it because Rabbi Yehuda held like Rabbi Shmael. And like Rabbi Akiva, who said that they're fake gerim, and therefore their children are mamzerim. And we pushed that away, and now Rabin explained, there's a three-way machloket of why their asuri have, Rabbi Shemal said, they're fake gerim, they only did it because of the lions. You have Rabbi Akiva held that the reason they're asur is because they were only doing Yibum with the Arusot and not the woman who were already married. And then there was a Yeshomim who explained that the reason Hachamim said they're Asur is because they, they're not experts. They don't really understand the intricate parts of the mitzvot. And we said that was Rabbi Eliezer. And with that, we're going to start Ayn Vav Amud Alf, eight lines in, expl- uh, explaining Rabbi Eliezer. Detanya, his source is from the following Braita. Matzat kuti muteret. You're allowed to eat the matzah that a kuti made. You're allowed with hametz. The adam yotze by dechovato bepesach. And if a person eats it the first night, that counts. You did the mitzvah. Now, even though you have to do uh, matzah shmura, you have to be very careful. There's a lot of mitzvot that apply to the first night matzah, but still. It's okay according to Tanakama. Verbili Ezer Oser. Verbili Ezer says it's a sur. Why the fish and bekim bedikduke mitzvot? Because they don't pay attention. They're not. They don't really know all these intricate part of the mitzvot, and they don't know about the rules of safeguarding uh, this uh, this uh, dough, this uh, this wheat from becoming hametz. Rabban Shimon Gamliel Omer. Listen, kol mitzvah shehazik ubakutim. Any mitzvah. That we know the team uh, held on to. They take care of that mitzvah more than uh, regular Israel take care of that mitzvah. Now, over here in regards to lineage, my enbekin, what are they not expert about? They don't know the rules of, of getting married, the rules of getting divorced. And maybe a woman didn't get divorced properly and then she got married to someone else and the children of Amzerim. And that's why Rabbi Eliezer holds that Hachamim stepped in and said they're not kosher. And here's another explanation to why Rabbi Eliezer held that a kuti is not allowed to marry a kutit. The problem was with them is that a mamzer, someone who was with his sister and someone who was with his brother's wife, the children from those relationships married each other and it got mixed up somewhere in the kutim. So Hachamim came and said, all the kutim are asur. The Gemara says, "My Kamashman, what's the Hidush? That yesh mamzer mechayevekritu that there's a mamzer from relationships that are karet." Uh, then nitni hada. Then just tell me one of them. Meaning, just say a mamzer from a sister got mixed up, or a mamzer from eshet ah from a brother's wife uh, got mixed up. You don't have to tell me the, that they married each other and they had children and they got mixed up. You don't have to tell me all that. I think my answer is No, that was a story. Meaning that that's what happened and that was the reason. Now, that was Rav Nachman's reason. Rav Amar, the reason Rabbi Yehazir held that Kuti can't marry a Kuti is because Ayyad Vishif Hashni and Nitarvu Bahin. 
a slave and a slave woman got mixed up, meaning a slave married a regular girl, a maid servant got, got married to a regular boy, and somewhere in the Kutim they're mixed up, and we don't know who's who. And maybe a, maybe a, a Kuti is going to marry a Shivha, and vice versa. So the Gemara says, Isura Mishumai. What, what would be the problem? Mishum Shivha, we're worried that the children are going to be slaves, that the girls are going to be a Shivha. Just tell me one. Just tell me that a Shivha got mixed up or Ivy got mixed up. Why both? So the Gemara explains, That was a story that Ivid and Shivha got mixed up and the Hachamim just prohibited everyone. Next, Mishnah. Hanose Isha Kohenet. If a Kohen, let's say, is marrying a Kohenet or really anyone who needs to look into lineage, Tzarich Livdok Achareha Arba Imahot Shehen Shemone. He has to look into her four mothers, meaning he has to go back a generation's four mothers that are really eight mothers, meaning he has to check uh, Ima, her mother, Ve'em Ima, her mother's mother, Ve'em Avi Ima, and her mother's father's mother, Ve'ima, and her mother. So you have to go back on her mother's side to the great-great-grandmother on the father's side and just the grandmother on the mother's side. And that's on the mother's side of the family. Now, on the father's side of the family, Ve'em Avia, you have to look into her father's mother, Ve'ima, and her father's mother's mother, Ve'em Avi Aviha, and her, her father's father's mother, Ve'ima, and her mother as well. So on the father's side, you have to check the father's mother, her mother, then, I, then, and he, then her father's father's mother, and her mother. Leviyah the Israelite, and if someone's marrying a Leviyah or Israelite, Mosifin alehen odahat. You also have to check one couple on top of that. En bodkina lomina mizbehul mala. If you're already checking into families, if you know someone in the family worked in the Beit Hamikdash, if let's say uh, her great grandfather worked as a kohen in the Beit Hamikdash on the mizbeach, he was serving over there, then you don't have to check uh, further than that. And again, you don't have to check from the dukhan. That was the stage where the levim sang. So if you know her grand, her great grandfather or her father or whatever it is, uh, was singing in the in the Beit Hamikdash, you don't have to check. And if she has a, uh, a grandfather or someone in her family who was a Dayan in the Sanhedrin, you don't have to look into it more than that. And anyone whose uh, parents were officers, meaning Dayanim, because at the time the Dayanim were from special families, and we're talking about uh, the Sanhedrin of 23, and people who are in charge of giving out Tzedakah, you could marry even a Kwanim can marry their daughters and you don't even have to look into it. Anyone who was signed off as a Dayan in this uh, city called Yeshana, uh, which was next to Sipori, you don't have to look past that because over there they were uh, particular in taking Dayanim from important families. Anyone who was 
if someone has a lineage where, let's say, their great-grandfather was part of David HaMelech's army, you don't have to check more than that because David HaMelech's army was from specifically good families. The Gemara starts, Why is it when we're looking into someone, we look into the mothers, we don't look into the fathers? Why don't we try to find out maybe the father is a mamzer, halal, something? Why are we only looking into the mothers? So the Gemara explains, When women fight, with one another they attack each other they disgrace each other with arayot meaning you did this wrong or you did this wrong or you were with that person with znut and you were that person with znut if there was an issue with lineage no one would have heard about it because they don't disgrace each other with that type of stuff so it would have been hidden, and that's why you have to look into lineage. However, Gavre men, when they fight with one another, they fight with lineage, meaning this person would call that one Mamzer, the other one would call each other Halal, they, they, they say that type of stuff to each other. So if there, if there was an issue with lineage, you know, boys fight with each other, someone would have heard something. So now the Gemara turns back and says, Why doesn't the woman look into the man's lineage? Why is only the, the man looking into the woman's lineage? So, it helps Rav. There is no issue with Kohanot marrying Pesulin. Meaning, there's no issue with a regular Kohanot marrying a Halal. Meaning, the prohibition of who you're allowed to marry, who you're not allowed to marry, doesn't apply to Kohanot. If they marry a girl halal, it's not the end of the world. It's not a big deal. So now in our Mishnah, we learned that you have to look into her family for women that are really eight. Rav Adabarahava has 12. We have a different Braita. It says, They have 16 mothers to look into. So I understand Rav Adabarahava, the way he got to 12 is because he'll say the first Braita, his Braita is talking about uh, 12. Meaning you have to check one extra mother on each uh, person in the family. So you got 12. Sounds, the second bite, which says 16, it sounds like it's arguing. So the Gemara says, no, my order hot. What does that mean that with the Levian Batisel you have to check one more? Zugahat. Another two. So whatever we mentioned in the Mishnah, just continue two on each uh, person. And that Mishnah that when you're marrying a woman, you have to check into her lineage. All the families of Israel have a hazaka, a presumption of kashrut. And therefore, when someone's marrying a woman, you don't have to look into it. The Gemara says, Rav Hama Bargurias said in the name of Rav that Armich is talking about a situation where there is uh, someone protesting or someone claiming something wrong with some with someone's lineage. So everyone would agree if there's something wrong with someone's lineage, you have to look into it. So the Gemara says, Man de matneha, lo matneha. Whoever said that Rav said that this is only Rabbi Meir, but Hachamim argue he didn't say what Rav Hamabar Gurya said that when there's someone protesting, it's either one or the other. Ikadamre, some bring it down as Amar Yuda Amarav Zodi Rabbi Meir of Hachamim Omrim Kol Mishpachot Bechaskat Kashrut and Omdot that again our Mishnah Rabbi Meir you have to look into it. Hachamim said you don't have to look into it because everyone has a Bechaskat Kashrut and Amarav Hamabar Gurya Amarav 
that even Hachamim agree that Im korea if there's someone claiming something against her lineage, you have to look into it like the Mishnah said. Next, we learned from the Mishnah, and what came in the Mizbeach Ulmala. We don't look uh, from the Mizbeach end up, meaning if someone in the family uh, works on the Mizbeach, then th- that was good enough. My Tama, what's the reason? Because if the Sanhedrin, whoever was there in the Beit HaMikdash, didn't look into this person's lineage, they never would have let him work on the Mizbeach. Same thing with the Levim. If he, if his one of the family members was was singing or playing music on the the stage over there in the Beit Hamikdash, you don't have to look past that. My Tama, what's the reason? Damar more because we have a bright outside that that there was an office, the stone office, the stone room in the Beit Hamikdash. And over there, there was people who were, who were experts on lineage. They would uh, look into every Kohen Levi's uh, lineage, and they would only let him work if he was kosher. Velomi Sanhedrin ulmala, not from the Sanhedrin and up. My tama, what's the reason? The Tanir of Yosef, Kashem Shebetin Menukim Betzedek. The same way Betin have to be clean, meaning they have to judge correctly. Akach Menukim Mikolmum. The same Soto, they have to be uh, clean from any wounds, meaning they can't have a problem with their lineage. And Amar Meremor Meekera, from which pasuk do we uh, do we explain this? Kulach Yafarati Umum and Bach. You're completely beautiful and without any wounds. And that's talking about the Sanhedrin, they were perfect. Now, maybe it really means they have to be perfect in their body, meaning they can't have any wounds. So, because the Pasuk says in regards to the 70 uh, elders, it says that the the 70 elders have to stand there with Moshe. They have to be of top lineage like you. The Gemara says, maybe... It means they have to be clean from lineage because the Shekhinah was going to be there also and they're coming for Nevu'ah. But maybe that was in regards to Nevu'ah. Maybe that was different. But maybe regular Dayanim, they could be even from bad lineage. So Amar of Nahman, Amar because the Pasuk says, It says, Line up the Lord and they should carry the Lord with you. And they ha- what does that mean with you? Bedomim lecha. They have to be like you. And the Sanhedrin has to come from top families. Next, we learned the Mishnah. Kol mishe huzeku avotav mishotere harabim. Anyone whose uh, family members were from Dayanim. People who were officers over the people. That was It's specifically talking about Dayanim. It sounds like de lomok minat mipesulim. It sounds like we don't put a Dayan who's basul from a bad lineage. Or minhu. Yeah, the problem is we have a bright answer. Everyone is kasher, uh, is befitting to judge uh, monetary cases. But not everyone is able to judge uh, life and death cases. But we ask the question, what does that mean, what's hakol coming to add? That even a mamzer, he's befitting, if he's smart enough and he passed his test and he's tamid hachami, he could judge monetary cases. So you see that they didn't care about Mu'hasin, uh, perfect lineage when it came to Dayanim. So Amar Abaye, when we say Dayanim, we're talking about Birushalayim over there. They were particular that the Dayanim have to be from top lineage. Birushalayim, same thing. When he was teaching Masechet Kiddushin by Levi's Yeshiva, he said we're talking about if the family members were officers in Yerushalayim. Next, we learned in the Mishnah, 
if someone's family member was uh, the person giving out tzedakah for the community, then you could trust the lineage over there. My What's the reason? Kevan inche. Because people who collect tzedakah, give out tzedakah, are always fighting with people. Because we have, we have a famous b'raita uh, that says that we could even take collaterals for tzedakah. If, some, if everyone in the community has to give tzedakah, one person is not giving tzedakah, the gabai tzedakah can walk into someone's house, even on a Friday afternoon, and take a collateral, so this person can give it. So everyone hates these people. And if there was something wrong with this person's uh, lineage, someone would have said something already, because uh, you know how men are, they would disgrace with the yuhasin, like we explained before. And the gemas is a story. Ravada Baraba was staying by a person, he was a ger, and this ger, the, the host, was fighting with Rav Bebai. Each one wants to be in charge of the city, either the ger or Rav Bebai. So they came in front of Rav Yosef, and they're trying to figure out who's going to be in charge of the city. So Rav Yosef said, we have a bright thought. When you're putting a person in charge of your king, it has to be from your brothers, meaning a kosher Israel, meaning anytime you put someone in charge, it should be, it should be from a Israel Dafka, and you shouldn't put a ger in charge. So let's say this girl's uh, mother was was Jewish, hundred percent. Is that also a problem? So Amalir of Yosef said, Imom Israel, Mikir Vahecha Kreinan Be. What are you talking about? If his mother is Jewish, then he's considered Mikir Vahecha. He's part of your brothers. So yeah, he could be in charge. Helkach, let them, uh, you know, let them uh, compromise. Rabbi Bai, the Gavarabao, Rabbi Bai is a big Tamit Hacham, the Ayen, Bimile, the Shmaya. Okay, let him look into anything has to do with uh, heaven, meaning he'll be in charge of the halachot of the city, the all the yeshivot of the city, and things like that. Umor the ayin bemile de mata, and the other and the other person the ger, let him look into the physical part of the city. Abal abaye helkach man de mashre tzurba midrabanal beush bezichne le ashre kerav adabar ahavad yadale mehapech bile bezchute. So Abaye said, listen, if you're going to have someone stay over your house, let it be like someone like Rav Adabar who knows how to look into your benefit. Rabbi Zera metapel behu. Rabbi Zera would do whatever he can to honor and respect the Gerim, and he would even put them in charge. Rabbi Barabuha metapel behu, and so would Rabbi Barabuha. B'malavan Yisrael afilu resh kore lo mokme minayu. In Eretz Yisrael, they wouldn't even let them be in charge of the measurements. In Nehardea, they wouldn't even let them be in charge of the person who's in charge of the watering hole. Meaning some held that you can't give them kavod, some say that you couldn't give them a position over people. Next, we learn the Mishnah, Rabbi Yossi Omer, Af Even if so, if someone's grandfather or someone in someone's lineage was signed off as a Dayani in this Yeshana uh, city of Tzipori, might why? Because they would they would look into someone's lineage before signing a document, meaning they would only get a Dayanim that have perfect lineage. Rabbi Hanina ben Antigonus, he would say even if a person was, uh, has a family member that was in David Melech's army, 
Amar of Yehuda, Mashemuel, Behayalot shall bet David. We're talking about the army of David the Melech. Amar of Yosef, Mekera, how do we know that they were Makbid? Vehityahsam batzava bamilhama. It says by David's army that Vityahsam, meaning they looked into their lineage when they went into uh, into the war. Vetama, my why? Amar of Yehuda, Amarav, Kedeshit hezechutan uzchut avotam isayatan. David had a great idea. When sending out his men to war, he wanted uh, their zechut, so they were tzaddikim themselves, but he also wanted them to have the merit of their fathers helping them out at war. Now the Gemara says, But we see in the Psukim that they're one of the one of the big guys by David uh, army was Tzelek, and he comes from Amon. My love that time, Amon, wasn't he a Ger Amoni? The Gemara says, He was just, uh, that's where he lived. He lived in the Amon area. Okay, my love that I'm talking about a situation that he he comes from the Hayat people and he was a convert. Lo, that's where he just lived. He lived in the Hayat area, but he but he was regular Jewish. And Gat is in uh, the Pelishtim area. And if you want to say that he lived in Gat, we learned in regards to an Avodah Zarah called Ateret Malkam that Uriah Hiti came and invalidated it. And the rule is only a Goy could a- invalidate an Avodah Zarah. A Jew cannot invalidate an Avodah Zarah. Ve'od, Amar Yudah Amarav, Arba'a Me'ot Yeladim Ayulo David. David had 400 uh, youngsters in his army, meaning young men. Ve'chulam b'nei Yefat Tuar Ayu. And they were all children of Yefat Tuar. What's Yefat Tuar? A person goes out to war against the Goyim and he sees a woman that he likes. He's allowed to be with her and then bring her home. And after whole process, allowed to be married to her. But you see, she uh, started, uh, but she started out not Jewish, and he had 400 of the children of those type of women in the army. And they all had a certain type of haircut, and they would grow their hair in a certain way, like, uh, like, like goyim, and they're all sitting in golden wagons. And they used to walk ahead of everyone. And these were the muscle men of the house of David. So you see, his army wasn't of perfect lineage. The Gemara explains, no, the Azle Lebaute Alma. Those uh, 400 were there just to scare people. They weren't part of the real army. They were just, uh, just uh, they walked in front and it was very scary because they looked huge. And th- that's what they were there for. But they weren't there for the real fighting. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.